From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body and we're tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Barbara Monaghan of Cube Design, where they help businesses to define their brand, achieve clarity and strength for their brand, amplify the brand, and they lead with, show how a brand can lead with authentic purpose and trust. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Barbara. Barbara, given the name of the business Cube Design, I take it that it's not all about designing cubes. Definitely not, Elaine, no. <laughs> well, cubes of a different sort in that I'm trying to bring businesses together, I suppose. Um, yeah, so what I do is I work with, um, with ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders of SMEs because what I hear a lot of those leaders talking about is their purpose. And their purpose is something that guides all of their decisions. It influences the perception of their business. Um, and it can build appeal and strengthen trust and commitment from the people who believe in them. Um, so that's what I try to do for yeah, people. And that's is, so true when you do, when you say there a brand can, you know, appeal to your to, to your. And I know myself that there's certain brands and logos and designs. And when you see them, you find them very attractive and drawn into them, you know. How did you get into this space, Barbara? Was it always in your background or? Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose when I well, I'll go back to when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an artist. And my mother and father were, you know, that generation of get yourself a proper job. <laughs> You're not going to make any money in that. And um, so, I, so I've always been interested in art and design and everything to do with that. Um, and I was lucky enough to be able to to study it in the end, uh, to go to college and, and do all I had to do. Um, it's always been my passion. Um, and yeah, I've never done anything else. So. And it's great when it's in the family like that. I think there's a great sense of maybe a support feeling, a feeling of a support network behind you when you're getting into that career. Yeah, well, actually, um, my mum and dad didn't really want me to do it at all. Um, but <laughs> I, did, I did have an influential uncle who had dabbled in that world and had his own business. Um, and I think he was, looking back, I think he was a huge influence on me. I didn't realise it at the time, but looking back now, I know that he definitely had a huge influence on me. And all of this then led into the establishment of Cube Design, what is it, over 13, 14 years ago? 14 years for Cube Design, yeah. I've been in the industry over three decades at this stage. Um, and actually, when I started, everything we did was hand-drawn everything we did uh we we drew everything we we did we drew all of our mock-ups we made 3d mock-ups we did everything um by hand and um, when it came to artwork we drew all the artwork in black and white on boards and we marked it up for the printers so it's come a long way now it's now all on the computer obviously mm -hmm. on my mac and I, it, things have changed a lot along the way um yeah. for the, the better, better some for the worse some for the better some for the worse you know <laughs> things are missing yeah and but yet it's obvious though barbara that you know you get great satisfaction i can sense that coming across you know working with the client and helping them to establish you know their brand and to really get into it how or where does the journey start for you and a client it always starts with a conversation um i feel that a client might 
some clients don't necessarily understand brand or know that they need to brand or rebrand or reposition. It's only through the conversations that they suddenly realize, hang on a minute, I think maybe I should have a, another conversation with you. I'm always happy to have a conversation with people because I think that's where this stuff gets sort of teased out. That's where this stuff is kind of figured out. Um, and I'm always asking questions. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the person, isn't it? Just uh, they ask the questions. And I see that you host a lot of workshops as well with your clients. Yes, I always do workshops. Um, so, you know, we get to we get through the conversations. We get to know each other a bit better. I figure out what their needs are. Um, and then when we begin to work together, I would start with a brand audit. So that brand audit is, again, lots of questions, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a, a couple of workshops, which I now do online since COVID, I do everything online. Um, so we work through that. Then I go away, do my research and I come back to them with my findings and I show them, you know, this is what I see. I interview their clients. I interview, I send out a survey um, to their clients as well. I gather as much information as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. I present back to them what I see and then we discuss where the possible jumping off points could be um, and then after that we go a bit deeper we go into a series of five workshops maybe six it depends um, it's not a one-size-fits-all it's kind of a, a way of you kind of have to feel your way around and figure out where the clients gaps are and where they need the most attention so we go into a series of workshops um, they would be typically about two hours each um, to kind of discover further, deeper things. Um, mm. And then it's a case of trying to bring all of those findings together into a final piece. Um, I then work with a copywriter to figure out, um, you know, some of the taglines we could go for to write the purpose statements. Um, you know, figure out the mission and the vision that's going to lead to that purpose. Um, and we, we come up with a document which we call a brand manifesto. And that brand manifesto will guide the business owner in every single decision that they make about their business. So it's like a blueprint, literally, that they have. And I'm sure that a brand manifesto can evolve and can change and be improved on over time as well, Barbara. It doesn't necessarily need to be. Yes, it can be if the business changes focus, maybe, or something like that, or if something shifts in the business and you might have to revisit it and look at it again. Um, but generally, it's a really good, solid foundation from which to build. Um, and where does, say, a typical logo fit into the overall brand? Because sometimes I'm sure not just myself, maybe there's some listeners on here today when they think of brand, they think, oh, that's just the logo. It's much more than that. <laughs> It's so much more than that. Um, yeah, a lot of people do think it's the logo and they go off and they look for a logo designer. Um, now, that logo designer would typically, and I used to do this myself, typically you do a little bit of research, a little bit of, um, not a little bit, but you do some research and you do some strategy work behind it. Mm -hmm. But um, I've started to get more deeply into the strategy side of it in recent years. And the reason I'm doing it is because I really strongly believe that if you can get your brand strategy right, it really does feed into the visualization of the brand, that visual expression of the brand. So when it comes to the logo design, it's all so much easier for me to do it. Like I'm, I'm actually spending, you know, it, it, it comes much easier to me. 
it fits the business much better. It's much stronger. It fits to the target audience much better. Everything you do in the visualization goes back to that brand strategy and that brand strategy feeds into the visualization. And I suppose at the end of the day, it literally just becomes ingrained in the DNA of the business and of everybody in the business. Yeah, it does. Um, The reason I would say that you need the the visualization of the business um, is because aesthetics actually matter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are drawn to something, you're drawn to it because you find it aesthetically pleasing. And equally, if you find something repulsive, you're you're pushed away from it. So what you're trying to do is to build up the brand strategy so that it connects to your audience. Then you build up the visuals so that they also connect to the audience through the brand strategy. And that when that audience or potential uh, client looks at those visuals, they will subconsciously think about that's the company that values this, that does this, that can help me because. So it's the subconscious thing. So I always say to be consistent with your brand, because your visual brand, because that's it's triggering the subconscious mind of your audience um, about your brand values and your belief system. No, it's so it's so very interesting, isn't it? All the kind of you know the the, the I suppose the subliminals and the different types of communication you know that can come through and what your brand can say about you know you as a person as an organization um and it's so important as well I think in you know to differentiate yourself in a positive way amongst your competitors to let your brand do an awful lot of the talking for you as well Barbara how has the business evolved since you set up it's evolved hugely actually um when I started off um I was doing it as other designers, some other freelance designers sometimes do, which is sell it as a logo designer or sell it as I'll do your leaflets, your brochures, your, you know, mm. um, and that, that was my lead. But now um, in the last few years, I've been studying under a guy called Martin Newmar. Um, Martin Newmar is the global leader of brand design. Um, he wrote a book called The Brand Gap, which I read just as I set up Cube Design, I read The Brand Gap. That book changed my life and it changed how I work. So in the last few years, I've been really lucky to study under Martin Newmar and he's since become a friend as well. So um, I'm very lucky, but uh, what he has taught me is to lead with strategy first and mm-hmm. to get really deep into the strategy. Um, so I suppose I have gone from being um a designer who designs logos to being a strategist who designs logos so it's it, the focus has shifted that's a that's a very interesting way of putting it and you know is there a great lesson into it there you said you, you know and i won't say it was your idol but you met one of the great influences and teachers that you had in your life in your profession you know back you know 40 13 14 years ago and how you know all of these years later the important part and influence that he has been in your journey and how now you're on a friendship basis. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's amazing, really. Um, I would have always, uh, you know, lapped up everything that the famous designers of the world would have said. Mm-hmm. I would have followed loads of design studios. Um, that book that Marty wrote has been such an influence on me. Never thought I'd get to meet the guy, but <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's amazing what can transpire, you know, down the, yeah. line, down the line. Barbara, there's an awful lot of us, you know, 
there's no road plain sailing you know as a business owner when you set up in business and you know things can be you know some nice projects and nice clients but i'm sure you've had some road bumps along the way what's been maybe your biggest hurdle or mistake that you've had to overcome possibly myself um not that i'm a mistake but that <laughs> i was <laughs> i was very introverted and very quiet and lacked a lot of confidence in myself um and i suppose along the way i've kind of learned hang on a minute you're good at what you do you know your stuff you know what are you afraid of what do you, what do you why aren't you more confident why aren't you more sure of what you're doing you should be so i you know i suppose i decided that it's okay to be an introvert um mm. you don't have to know and you know everything about business and I, I was beating myself up because I didn't you know I didn't know too much about finance and here I was setting up a business and oh my mm. god what sort of an idiot are you but <laughs> um, you know just but it's okay to be that introvert it's okay you can still be a business owner and be that introvert you can learn stuff you, you don't have to know everything there's people out there to help you and support you along the way um so, and yeah, I think so that's and I think that's a real important one that you've just said there, Barbara, of knowing even who you are as a person, and then knowing that whatever other areas you don't have the expertise in, that you can always ask for help in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, and, and not it. to let any kind of knowledge gap like that or perceived knowledge gap be kind of you know, you know a roadblock in your journey. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so, on that, what would you say would have been your key strengths as a business owner? Uh, obviously my creativity um, okay. but I also I also think I'm I'm quite intuitive about people mm -hmm. um, I, I think I can read people quite well um, um, it's about empathy as well I am an empathetic person I know I feel that um, about other people um, I can put myself into their situation and see it from their point of view um, it's that willingness to learn and be curious. Um, as I said earlier, I, I keep asking lots of questions. Um, <laughs> and to, and, and tell I, me, yeah, you just mentioned their empathy, right? And being able to put yourself in other people's shoes. Have you ever come across maybe somebody that came to you that had some element of their brand or their logo already there and were very attached to it? And you oh, kind yeah. of had to come in and you to kind of say, hang on here. Are, are not you know ask the questions that made them realize that maybe it wasn't serving them or their business yeah 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 you do and um you know people have it's their babies people's businesses are their babies they've named their baby they've given it a, a logo a name like you know it's they've named all that and it means a lot to them and they think they're doing the right thing and then this is what the, the brand audit is about as well, because it's not what you believe about your business. It's what your audience believes about your business, because you don't actually have a brand until your audience tells you you have. That's a very interesting point, isn't it? It's not what yeah. you think you have. It's what your audience. Yes, absolutely. Think you had, you know, mm. and it's, it's like any kind of communication, isn't it? It's not how we think we've communicated. It's how the receiver has received that communication. So I think there's a huge lesson in that, I think, for all aspects, you know what I mean, of life and everything. Barbara, you've recently, you know, you've gone through the Business All-Stars, you've done a hat-trick on it three years in a row, and you've also been acknowledged as being All-Star Brand Strategist and Designer 2022. How does that make you feel? 
Fantastic. <laughs> In one word, fantastic. No, I really, I really love the All Stars. I love what it brings to me personally. I think it brings a lot. It brings a lot of confidence in what I'm doing, that I'm doing it right. Um, I do care about my customers. I really care about my customers. And I, you know, I know you guys don't just give out these awards. I know you do the research. I know you ring clients. You know, I know you ring suppliers. I know you've done the mystery shopping. Um, and that makes it all the more valuable to me. Certainly it makes it valuable. Um, but I also think it's valuable for my clients because they see this and they know that I've been investigated and, <laughs> you know, that I haven't just been handed this old star because, you know, it's, you know, it's not just any old award. It is, it is a very special award. Um, and I think it means a lot to, it means a lot to me personally, but I think it also means a lot to my clients and they see business all-star. And I think a lot of people have, you know, asked me about the business all-stars because I do mm -hmm. talk about it a lot and I put it on all of my literature and everything that I send out and people ask me about it. And I know some of my friends have joined me as all-stars. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, becoming a real little a real family. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. But like you said there, when you when you place so much, you know, when there's so much waiting on your customers, and your journey with your customers is particularly personal, and um, because of the nature of how you're getting ingrained and really getting to understand their brand and their thinking and their logic and their whole purpose behind it. So it's great to get that positive feedback as well as part of your of your journey. Barbara, what advice from your experience now having a, you know been in the industry for over three decades? Having established your own business, you know, Cube Design 14 years ago, what advice would you give to any other entrepreneur in a similar situation, you know, thinking of setting up a business or already in business? Um, I would say stay curious. Mm -hmm. um, always ask questions, learn as much as you can and always keep learning. Nothing is ever static. It's always about learning and learn from other disciplines. Don't yeah, just learn within your own discipline. And I think that's a great that's a great tip as well is to learn from other disciplines and having been able to have that cross pollination maybe effect. Yes, yeah. I think is so so powerful. And for any of our listeners here today, you know, just because maybe you think that you're a small business of one or two employees, that doesn't mean that you can't teach somebody maybe to this, you know, to the owner, to the CEO of a, of a, of a company that has 100, 200 employees. What you can teach them is equally as valuable as what they can teach you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Barbara, and, and one of the, yeah, go on. Sorry. 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 Um, I was going to say one of the benefits or one of the joys of my job is that I get to meet people from different um, backgrounds, different businesses, and I learned so much about them and that that to me brings joy because I learn from business over here that, uh, you know, that I can feed into other people in different businesses and offer advice and stuff around what I know because I've learned from other businesses. So it uh, is, is, there, is there any any really interesting case studies that you've worked in that are in the public domain, Barbara? Uh, yeah, actually, there's there's a couple. Um, there's one called a credo. Um, the client, his name is Sean. Um, I worked with Sean uh, through his brand strategy. And when Sean came to me, he was one of three people in Ireland with a, a, a what do you call it, a master's in cryptocurrency and blockchain. And he wanted to help 
um, business owners, serious business owners to get involved in cryptocurrency and blockchain and to impart his knowledge and wisdom to help them. Um, and he came to me as Crypto Sersha, which Sersha is a, a great Irish, I mean, I love the Irish language, but Sersha doesn't mean a lot to other people. Mm -hmm. So um, outside of Ireland, um, it doesn't mean people can't pronounce it or it doesn't mean the same thing. So um, we worked with Sean through an awful lot of strategy. And at the end of it, we renamed him to a credo. Um, and a credo is Esperanto for grasshopper. And Esperanto is like crypto in that it's non-territorial. It's an international language that's supposed to be understood by everybody. Um, and we chose, well, I chose a grasshopper because um, a grasshopper is about taking a leap of faith with wisdom behind you. So Very interesting. the whole story kind of comes together and mm. we use an image of the grasshopper on the website and stuff because that gives people, what the hell is a grasshopper doing on a cryptocurrency <laughs> website you know it starts asking the questions you start asking the question automatically don't you yeah 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 it gives him an opportunity then to to tell his story so yeah brilliant yeah no that's that's very interesting so i can see as well how like no two days and no, no two clients are ever the same you know no. every, everyone is unique in its own right yeah absolutely brilliant. absolutely so come yeah. here barbara what's next for cube design um okay well i'm my my goal has always been to help smes um i always feel you know they were kind of uh, the businesses that needed the most help in this area so my passion is always going to be smes um it's at the heart of what i do and it's the one that they're the ones that drive me to do what i do so there are some smes who who can't actually afford my time or that much of my time so I'd like to help them and I see myself, well, I am planning uh, kind of like a short self-guided course that I'd like to, to launch and to help those, those people in particular, um, particularly lifestyle businesses where they do want it to work for them. And, and, you know, I just believe in brand so much. I believe that brand can really help your credibility, your perception, your awareness. It helps to get the right conversations going. So I really want to see people you know, take this on board and and get it into their business. Um, so I'd like to do this um, self-guided course, particularly for the very small SMEs, so very that they're not good. left out. Yeah, no, and that, that's that's a that's a fantastic, I suppose, area to be passionate about as well. Because I think even from talking to you today, Barbara, you're you're getting so much back out of it personally as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so come here, absolutely. Barbara. For our listeners, let's lift the bonnet of the car and learn a little bit more about <laughs> Barbara herself. So I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions. Don't think okay. long and hard. Just give us the first answer that comes into your head and um, we'll, okay. see what's, we'll see what's in there. <laughs> so, Barbara, tell us, what's your most cherished possession? Now, I can't have a heartbeat, so. <laughs> <laughs> can't have a heartbeat. Okay. Um Probably my paints and my art tools, because I love painting and drawing. Very good. And tell us, if you could send some advice back in time to like your 20-year-old self, what wisdom would you share? Hmm. I would say to learn more, be more curious, be more confident in yourself and stop doubting yourself. 
I think that they're they're really very good lessons. I think you know that we can all take from as well, Barbara. Tell us something that most people wouldn't know about you. Oh God, um, I once had a very basic conversation with Bernard Dunn in Irish. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Good I stuff. <laughs> I'm also trying to learn French and my kids are laughing at me because they're kind of saying to me, yeah, you're going to get your English, your French and your Irish all mixed up. <laughs> you're never too, it's never too late to start learning. Tell us, oh. when, you were, when you were a child, what did you want to be? An artist. Yeah, very good. So it's all kind of, it all it's all coming through, isn't it, Barbara? It in, does. Every, in everything it you does. do. Yeah, it does. Ask the so, universe. Come here, if you could have a dinner party, right, and invite any four people, who would you bring? Okay. Um, Marty Newmar, definitely, for okay. sure. Brilliant. Uh, Richard Branson. Yeah. Um, now I'd have to resurrect her, but Maya Angelou, the pose. Very good. And Paula Cher, or I'd resurrect Leonard Cohen. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Paula Cher is a graphic designer, a female mm -hmm. graphic designer who works with Pentagram. Um, and obviously, Lena Cohen, I just think he's amazing. <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that'd definitely yeah, be a good a, a good dinner party. Mm. Um, so look, finally, Barbara, if you had a motto in life, what would it be? I, I have a poster I made on my wall just for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just pinned, I've just put it there to remind myself every day. And it is actually a Leonard Cohen quote from Anthem, uh, which is ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Ah, oh, that's God. That's a deep one. I'm going to have to look at, I'm going to have to look that one up now afterwards. I like it though. I, it's, I, it's I resonating. Went, I was very lucky to see him in Kilmainham. Um, that first concert he did after a long gap and I never thought I'd see him and he spoke those words. It's actually a song, part of a song, but he spoke those words and I was just sitting there. Yeah, I could nearly feel the hair standing at the back of my neck nearly yeah. seeing them. Yeah, it just definitely. Mm. Yes, yeah, so the light has to get in somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, and as a, as a creative person, I think you're, you know, you're always the perfectionist. You're always yeah. criticizing yourself and self-doubting. Mm -hmm. And that quote just said to me, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Let the light in. Yeah, so brilliant. Yeah. Barbara, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I think, you know, I've got personally a much greater understanding as to the depth as to what goes into a brand. And it's not all just about logo. It's what you feel here, how it resonates, how it communicates to you in all different aspects. So I would encourage maybe any of your ever listeners, maybe to really look at your brand, look at your logo, and hopefully that you will feel and you will see and you will hear. And an important thing is, you know, maybe ask yourself the question, what does my customers think of my brand? You know, do yeah. they see in it the same things that maybe I think that I see in it? So it's always good to, to, to ask those questions. Absolutely. It's always about the customer. Always yeah. about the customer. And if you can, if you, if your customer tells you what you are and it tallies with what you think you are, then you're grand, you're good. But if it doesn't, you've got to adjust something. I mean, you've got to do something about that. 
you have to do something about it. Barbara, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. It's no wonder that you've been, you know, you're three, you've done the hat trick on it with regard to the All-Stars. <laughs> um, and I wish you the very, very best for the future, Barbara. Um, Thank you and so just, much just uh, on a note before we leave, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, Barbara, how can they do that? Yeah, no problem at all. Um, they can call me um, the, the, or they can email me. Uh, the details are on my website, but also if they want to book a call with me, and I'm always happy to have that conversation, if they go to cubedesign.ie, go into the brand workshops in the menu at the top, uh, on the top right, there's a button. You can click that and get access to my calendar and book a call. Brilliant. Listen, thank you so much, Barbara. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you. Take care, Slan. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll. Goodbye.